Hey y'all, it's your girl, Shannon Laurie, designer, entrepreneur, sushi addict, dog mom, and CEO of The Everyday Boss. This is The Everyday Boss podcast where we equip passion-driven women with the knowledge and confidence to intensify their impact and build the legacy of their dreams. The Everyday Boss started with a quirky 12-year-old girl teaching herself the ins and outs of Adobe Photoshop and coding. 10 years later, I am helping other trailblazing women find their voice, live out their purpose, and design a lasting impact in the lives of their audiences. Here, you will get the inside scoop on the hell of a ride that is entrepreneurship, as I'll be sharing with you my journey, design, and branding expertise, and all of the lessons I'm learning along the way navigating life as a Black female entrepreneur. You are officially tuned into the Everyday Boss Podcast, so let's get to it. First off, I just want to thank you for tuning into the first episode of the Everyday Boss Podcast. I am so excited to virtually be in your ears right now. This idea has been on my heart for a while, y'all. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. I got my Blue Yeti for Christmas and the box has just been sitting as a decoration on my shelf the whole time. But with my birthday coming up, and it will be my birthday when you all hear this, I figured there was no more of a perfect time to drop the excuses, put on my grown girl, denim jeans, and finally embark on this new journey. I felt that today's topic was the perfect introduction to the podcast. With many of us entering a transitional period within our lives, fear holds us back from so much. And one of those fears that I hear about the most is the fear of failure. I was speaking to a friend who was in the middle of her first business launch, and after some conversation, she mentioned how she still fears failure. Try saying that three times fast. Now, I'm sure this is a fear that many of us struggle with. I gave her some advice that I personally used to conquer my fear of failure, and it seemed to help her, so I wanted to share it with you too. For those who don't know, I am a part of the 2020 Teach for America Corps, and I'll be teaching fifth grade math over the next two years. So to help better prepare for my first year teaching, I spend over a month digging deep into teaching techniques, pedagogy, how to cultivate a healthy learning environment the whole nine yards. And one topic that really stood out to me and weighed heavily on my heart was the topic of motivators. And how the motivators we instill in the classroom can either set our students up for success or set them up for trauma that can continue to impact them throughout their lives. So what is a motivator? A motivator is defined as something that provides a reason or stimulus to do something. So we have two sets of motivators, intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic motivation comes from within and extrinsic motivation comes from outside factors. Some factors or some examples of intrinsic motivation are passion, a general love of learning, a desire to master a concept, curiosity, etc. So extrinsic motivators are things like money, popularity, recognition, fear of punishment, rewards, and you guessed it, fear of failure. I'm pretty sure many of you have been conditioned to value extrinsic motivators throughout your school career and your home life. So this could come in the form of getting gold stars in class, studying for a grade instead of studying for retention, which I know I used to do all the time, (laughs) receiving money for good grades, getting a whooping instead of a lecture. The list goes on and on. So the danger in this is that we then subconsciously begin to attach our worth motivations, and sometimes even our identity to these external factors. This makes our sense of self shaky and makes our sense of self dependent 
on our ability to receive these external factors. Now, I do want to say <laughs> that extrinsic motivators are not the devil. It's okay to receive some rewards, and when done with intent, they can actually help strengthen our intrinsic motivation. But a lot of our fear and our fear of failure actually lies within these extrinsic motivators. So that brings us to the topic of failure. Failure is defined as a lack of success and is often used as an umbrella term, meaning that many of us don't fear failure. We fear an intrinsic or extrinsic factor and are disregarding that core source of fear by blanketing it by the word failure. And if you guys hear some hullabaloo in the back, my boo Lila is scratching her back on the floor. She is allergic to human dander and I've been giving her some lovings all this week. And she's looking at me now like, are you snitching on me? Yes, boo, I am. Uh, so ignore that in the back. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so we all have different versions of success and thus have a different version of failure. So what specifically is your version of failure? Is it a fear of not making enough money, embarrassing yourself in front of your audience, not being in first place, or not being able to win overall? Uh, if you are unable to journal these things, definitely at least think about them. But physically writing these out will help a lot more, and I know that it did help me. So once you reflect on your personal definition of failure and how it relates to your life, you can now work on questioning the validity of that fear and conquering it. And all of these will look different for you based on who you are and your circumstance. So let's break down and debunk some failures using yours truly as an example. So after breaking down my fear of failure, uh, I found that my true fears were the fear of not being able to have autonomy or control over my own life, the fear of losing money and embarrassing myself in front of my audience, and that includes family and friends. So let's start with autonomy. Failing in my business meant that I would have to stay in corporate America. So this is just a disclaimer, y'all. I am not LLC Twitter. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with corporate America. If you have a nine to five and you love it, that is great. It's just not my slice of pie. But I'm not going to tell you that you need to get your LLC and everything together and your 17 businesses. No, that's not what this is. Now, personally, my fear leads me to inaction. So self-sabotaging by waiting for everything to be perfect, procrastinating, and putting things off. If I continue to do nothing in my business because I am fearing failure, I'm literally setting myself up for my own version of failure. So I have to stay in corporate America because my business didn't go anywhere because <laughs> I was too busy being afraid and doing nothing. Uh, so this fear is now irrational and I would not fail if I just go for it and honestly do absolutely anything. If I do the bare minimum to get from point A to point B, don't even worry about Z, I'm not failing. So do you see how this begins to make sense now that we're beginning to like break it down and get to the core root? We can see how rational or irrational it is or if we should actually feel safe going for it. So that's what we're going to keep doing. So let's move on to the fear of money. So this is a fear that's going to have multiple facets depending on your relationship status, if you have kids, if you're all in in your business or still have income from a job, etc. 
I do want to start off by saying the fears and circumstances you have surrounding money are valid. We are in a very sensitive time right now, so definitely give yourself some grace if you're conquering this fear. I'm personally speaking from the perspective of a fresh college grad with no kids and who will be working soon, so please don't roast me in the reviews <laughs> if me debunking this fear is a little more clear-cut and can come off as a little insensitive to other circumstances. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just saying in advance. I don't want to hurt any feelings out there. So I do also want to say that this is a fear where you do want to think of all scenarios, including the worst case, and tackle those. So we are essentially retraining our brain to realize that even if we do fail, it's not the end-all be-all. So it is actually safe for us to take action. So fear is just our way of protecting us. It's just that little mini us inside our heads that is trying to prevent us from getting hurt physically, emotionally, and mentally. So sometimes we just got to take the wheel and be like, chill, it's okay. We have seatbelts, we have insurance, we have airbags, just sit tight. So this fear came to light when I was making my first high ticket investment. I was investing in my first business coach and I dropped four figures in full, y'all. <laughs> oh, and it was nearly all of the money that I currently had in my business account that I had been working for for that whole quarter. So imagine a 22 year old still in college paying in full for what could be a maybe mission. So then I started breaking it down. What would it mean for me to not make my investment back? What consequences would I have? So during this period, I was still living back home. Oh, bless you, Layla. Uh, so during this period, I was still living back home with my family and I had a more robust support network. So if I needed, bless you. So if I needed help with the bill or getting food, I had some assistance. This was also pre-corona. So I could have gotten a job to tie me over in the meantime, if need be. So even if I was living on campus during this time, I was fortunate enough to have friends that could let me crash on the couch with them or something if I was not able to make rent and get kicked out of my house. And I also still had the option of taking out another student loan because at this point, what, what's another <laughs> student loan? <laughs> so even in the worst case scenario, I still had options and I still was safe. I also had the option of taking on smaller jobs. So if I struggle to make my investment back, I am in a ton of business groups on Facebook and my services are always in demand. So I may not be working with dream clients or charging my premium rate, but I could still put on my hustle heels and make it happen and get my money back. So even in the worst case scenario, again, I am still safe. They may not be the most ideal conditions for me, but I still have options and therefore can go ahead and make this investment. So don't forget, don't sleep on side hustles, y'all. Can you DoorDash? Do you have an expertise you can charge for or offer coaching? Can you write essays or proofread papers? Can you purge some items and make a Depop post on Facebook Marketplace or even make an Etsy? So if you're looking to learn a skill, you can also invest in my graphic design program, Sweet Talk, where I teach you how to make various in-demand graphic design requests for extra income. There's so many ways out there that we can make money that we often overlook. So don't forget to check out those side hustles. Other questions that I ask myself um, when I'm fearing an investment is, how much money will I lose from not taking this opportunity? How much does it cost to stay exactly where I am? 
How much money will I waste in time trying to reinvent the wheel and figure it out all on my own? So there are two books that I also want to recommend to you all that really helped me tackle my money mindset and just the way that I approach situations in life. So both are on Audible. So if you are like me, I accidentally let all your credits rack up because you don't know how to cancel anything. <laughs> Here are two books you can add to your library. So there are You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Censoro and Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. So these are not sponsored, y'all. I am not that important yet. <laughs> I am recommending these because they did genuinely help me approach my financial situation and the way I view money and things that are happening in my life differently. So we're going to move on to my final idea of failure, embarrassing myself in front of my audience. So I know many of us struggle with family and friends not being supportive of us or our journey, and that can make going for our dreams very difficult. Or maybe you have kids or siblings looking up to you and you do not want to let them down. Maybe you developed an audience on social media and you're looked at as the go-to in your field. So there are a few things that I want to tell you here. First, the lessons are in the losses, y'all. You truly underestimate how much help how much you help other people by sharing your experiences with them. And all of the mentorship programs that I have invested in and all of the coaches and everything, they were run by women who are in the position that I wanted to be in, have made mistakes, get into where they are, and can help me save time, money, and energy not making those mistakes. So you are depriving your audience of so much value by fearing embarrassment. And also, if nothing ever goes wrong, you're not going to learn anything. My losses have helped me revamp my policies, pricing, have helped me set boundaries, understand the people I want in my circle. Like, I don't even call them losses anymore. Like, they're all lessons. And your true audience is going to empower and uplift you through those L's. You, sometimes you underestimate how much support you have. There, there have been times where I was struggling or I posted something that I was doing or launching and people just came out of the woodwork to send me love and support. And sometimes even just putting yourself out there and being transparent can just open you up to so much love, so much more opportunities. Like don't keep everything to yourself. Of course don't. You don't need to share everything, but it's okay to still be authentic and transparent with your audience, and they are going to appreciate that. Also, trust in your vision. I'm letting you all know now that you are probably self-sabotaging yourself and your goals by sharing your vision with people who do not have the range to see your vision. And if you guys remember my rant on my stories a couple of weeks ago, this is so true. I'm telling you now, I have different sets of friends that I go to for specific things. If I'm feeling really confident in a decision, but I need just that extra push to go forward, I already know who I'm going to, to tell my idea to, to get that validation to go forward. If there's an investment or opportunity that I'm kind of shaky about and I want to kind of back out of it, but I want to have some justification to back out of it, I already know the friend and family member that I'm going to. So I'm telling you, it is truly possible to self-sabotage yourself by the people you are investing your energy and your vision in. So stop letting other people project their limitations on you. Take what they are saying with a grain of salt and surround yourself with people who are aligned with your journey. And also 
people are going to talk about you anyway. So just do it. Like there have been people out there who have hated me and I cannot point them out in a crowd or two. People are always going to have something to say. They will always put in their two cents. So you might as well be happy with who you are and with what you're doing and with where you are going anyway. So we are at the end of our very first episode of the Everyday Boss Podcast. Have you been struggling with the fear of failure? Did these tips help you at all? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And in honor of my 23rd birthday, if we can get 23 reviews up, y'all, just 23, one for each time I have circled the sun, you know, if that's even how you do it. I'm teaching math, y'all, not science. <laughs> um, I will be picking one lucky soul to hop on a compliment. 45 minute call with me. We can personally work together to conquer your failures. We can audit your website. We can dive deep into brand strategy. The choice is yours. I'm yours for 45 minutes. So don't forget to follow my social media to stay up to date with my projects, hear me drop gems in the stories, or just watch me and Lila. Hey, boo, and she just came over here. Hey, Lilums, live our best quarantine life. So that is Shan Lori on Instagram, S-H-A-N-N-L-O-R-E-E on Instagram. I love adding more members onto my family because y'all are like family to me. So until next time, y'all.